Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and Alex Miller, we are officially on to our first AFLW episode of the new season. We are barely days away from Melbourne and Collingwood kicking us off at Icon Park. I am that keen for this 2023 season. Oh, not only keen for the season cap, but great to be talking AFLW again with you two boys. Nothing I love more. And it's going to be an interesting season. Keen to get everyone's predictions and get stuck into it on this very big show. And as always, we've got our very own now AFLW commentator, Alex Doherty, making his debut this weekend, Doc. Cannot wait to hear it. Oh, geez, I'll be flying, making the uh, the red eye to uh, Tasmania in the morning, boys, uh, to, to call North and St Kilda for Wharf Radio. That's back. Uh, great, great stuff. Um, oh, very keen. It's been a while since we've talked AFLW, boys. It's, uh, it's great to be back and very keen to get stuck into what's going to be an interesting season, to be honest. Absolutely an interesting season. I can tell you for sure, boys, I've been pouring over this fixture for the past uh, about three weeks, I reckon, trying to fill with the numbers, seeing who's getting wins, where and what, because uh, it does, Mel, when we look at the, the ladders, uh, ladder predictions, it, it does very much rely on these one or two wins here and there in such a short season. Absolutely. I think this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons because, as you said, all it takes is one or two wins to put you... In your top four, in the eight, out of the out of contention. I mean, it's going to be completely up for grabs, and there's just going to be many teams gunning for it. Cat, that's the best thing about it. I think. Absolutely, I think there's going to be a few on the rise, a few on the fall, but that's what we're here to talk about today. And we're going to kick it off with the bottom ten. Not to start too much on a negative note, but only eight teams make finals. Um, and I'll kick us off, boys. Um, we'll go from eighteen up to to nine. Who we've got finishing in these positions and. Um, look, unfortunately for me, my wooden spoon prediction, I'm going with Hawthorne, boys. Um, it's a rough fixture for the Hawks this year. They've got a few very, very hard games, and I really think the likes of Sydney and Port might improve a bit more than them. Carlton 17th. Um, we know I hate Carlton. Um, we've only got them winning one game for the season. They're going to be crap, boys, this year. <laughs> one game! One game. You heard it here first. Uh, Sydney 16th, West Coast 15th. Um, I think they, they could just break out of the bottom four, but not quite yet this year. Looking at their fixture, Port 14th. I think they win a few more games. Gold Coast 13th, Frio 12th, Essendon 11th, the Bulldogs in 10th, and St Kilda in 9th. I've got just missing out on finals, gentlemen. Miller, what's your bottom 10 looking like here? Oh, it was tough. Look, I think the bottom four, as you said, Cat, is going to be interesting. I've got Carlton finishing dead last. I think that they're, yes. they're just, they're just <laughs> good. They're just of a, of a lot of talent, I think. And not only that, I'm worried about their depth. I think that hopefully they have a few good young players emerge, which will be a bit of a showing light. Like you said with the Hawks, Cat as well, they'll have a bit of a tough season. I've got the Eagles. Um, there in, in 16th. I think it'll be interesting. Them Another year of development, which would be good over at the Mines, which would be great. Uh, the Swans, they got a bit more firepower, I think is something, and a bit more star talent in general, which is one thing that you could see is going to be great. Very bad news and sad news about Montana Ham, though, Doc. It's uh, very mm. upsetting. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, geez, she's having a bit of a tough go at the start her uh, AFLW career, and I was. I, it's a bit sad because I was excited to see her because yeah. uh, she was starting to come good again towards the end of last season. But you know, she's going to be having to fight from a long way back again. I think it's going to be uh, if anyone can do it, though. She's an absolute gun. I mean, the big things that they've talked about with Montana boys is her off-field work and her resilience more than anything. That's why she's so highly rated. I've got after the Swans, I've got the Dons, Cat. I'm just not sure. You, you talked a bit in our group chat about the 
what you saw in the preseason. Not a lot of positive words are being said, so I think it'll be interesting to see how you go. Oh, that's, that's, that, that's just that's just cat in general, though. He never has, <laughs> ne- doesn't have a lot to say positively against his bombers. <laughs> Oh, just nervous, boys. Just nervous. Look, it's fair enough. I think it'll be very interesting to see sort of how the big thing cat will be is I don't know how you're going to kick scores. That that's my mm. my little bit of a worry. Um, I've got Geelong then next, boys. I just I'm not sure still about Geelong. A lot, a lot rise, relies on their fitness. If they can stay fit, they're a team that I'll get to later on as a bit of a banter. I've got Port then next, and then I've got the Suns. I think two teams that are get a bit more under the radar. The Suns in particular, I think their core is looking very juicy. Then I've got the Saints in tenth, and then just outside the top eight is the Bulldogs. Dock in ninth. I think that you could push though. It'll be very very tough though. Um, season coming up for sure for them. Gee, so you've had Ge- you've put Geelong below the likes of St Kilda and Gold Coast. Uh, I'm, I'm interested yes. in that, Miller. Yeah, I'm, very, I'm, very I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested too. They finished fifth in the home and away season. They had Chloe Chloe Shear bloody destroying everyone that came in her <laughs> came in her path, and you're going to put them in in what twelfth? Yes. My big thing is I don't know. I think that the Cats. Their, their talent obviously is very elite, but I'm just worried about their depth more than anything because I think injuries have been a bit of a sort of a theme of Geelong. But when they're fit, I mean, as you said last year, they can show what they do. Um, they're really out of, out of all those teams in the bottom eight. They're probably the most well-rounded team, though. But I've just got a feeling teams might might figure them out a little bit. I'll probably eat my words at the end of the year. The, the Saints are another one. I don't know how they'll go. A lot's going to rely on their their firepower and if they can actually score compared to last year. That was their big sort of Achilles heel, uh, to say mm. the least. But I know it's a wacky, wacky bottom bracket, but it's got to, someone's going to do it. Yeah, that, We've got a few teams to talk about here already. Doc, give us your bottom ten here, mate. Yeah, that that is a very wacky one. I'll go with a I'll go with a, a wacky wooden spoon prediction of my own. I've got Port Adelaide in last, boys. Oh, um, now look, I'm not entirely sold about the acquisitions of uh, Ashley Saint and Janelle Cuthbertson. I still think a lot of their young cores got got some time to grow, and I just think it'll be a bit more of the same, be a bit more of a learning process for Lauren Arnell uh, in her second season as coach. I've got Sydney winning a couple of games this year. They're going to finish 17th for mine. I do like the acquisitions that they've brought in. And um, look, Montana Ham will probably be a bit of a blow, but I'd, I'd look out for players like uh, Laura Gardner to step up, and I yeah, think yeah. she'll play more more midfield minutes uh, like this that. this year. Um, this one's a very stiff 16th, but I've got the Eagles here. I think there's a, a lot growing with this with this young team, and um, you know we're on board the Ella Roberts Goat Tour once again, Cat. It's uh, a <laughs> stage right, stage two. Um, Charlie Thomas is going to bust in for an All Australian spot this year. You watch out. Um, and 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 lots of young players coming in too. I'm looking forward to seeing Lauren Wackford. Didn't play last year with an ACL, but yes, confirmed um, to be debuting round one as well, Doc. Which is fabulous oh, news. Geez, we love to we love to hear that. Um, go well, Loz. Um, Cat, you're going to hate me, but I've got the Bombers here in 15th. Oh, I just, oh. I just think they're going to be a bit stagnant this year. I think teams. Yeah, how many than minutes that. have you given us there, Doc? Uh, between two and four. Um, I've currently got, well, I've got it projected here to two, but I think you can easily win another couple. Yeah. But I just, I'm just not sure. You know, you got to have to have things go your way. I, I just don't think midfield wise, you've sort, you've sorted out any issue really. I mean, Nance Gorn coming back in is good, but can she win you an extra couple of games? I mean, that remains to be seen. Right. Um, I've got the Hawks finishing above in uh, 14th. Um, wow. in, four, in 14th, I think the additions of Bates and Bodie are going to be very, very good. You know, Bates is that sort of midfield star that they lacked last year. Gives, you know, the likes of Basker and Fleming a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of leeway to work off of. 
Um, and Bodie's going to be a great school, uh, goal scoring threat to bounce off of, of players like Anya McDonough, for example, who's still learning the game. Um, yeah. I've got the Blues finishing in thirteenth. I think new coach. I think you, they might they might get a get a win or two here or there. Lots of young players coming through. I think they'll probably fall off a bit towards the end of the season. But I never thought I'd see the day where Doc <laughs> is rating the Blues AFLW team higher than we are. Yeah, you, no, you have been the absolute harshest critic of this team for about the past three years, I reckon, Doc. Yeah, well, that's because Daniel Harford was in charge, Cat. <laughs> um, a a lot, of, lot of light with a new fella. It's named Buck, isn't it? Big uh, Bucky. Big Bucky. Bucky. Um, so, no, that, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, he, I think <coughs> – excuse me. I think he can get Carlton an extra win or two next uh, this year. Um, I've got the Saints in twelfth. I sort of I'm a bit skeptical about this. I think it'll take a maybe a month for the, for the new recruits to gel in. But I do like their acquisitions. You know, Wardlaw's a great get. I don't know why you'd move from Brisbane to St Kilda, but you know that's her prerogative. You know, uh, Choppy in the middle, we love that. Choppy. And and and, Choc- and in the uh, on the wing is 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 all good stuff. Um, some good veteran presence to to help. Some of the younger younger girls along the way there. Hmm. Um, I've got the Dockers in in eleventh. A bit, a bit of a stretch, but I think they can under under new coach Lisa Webb that they, they can find something again. And I like I think, their uh, their fixture too, Doc. I think they've got a lot of games that'll lend themselves pretty well at home to to nabbing some wins this year. Yeah, um, you know, one player that we we loved talking about uh, last season was Megan Kaufman. She was playing uh, more minutes in the midfield in the practice game, so. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a breakout season from her. Um, in tenth, I've got the Suns. Um, it's gonna be. It's, I just don't know where. Like they can easily be in the top eight, but between here and sixth is yeah. where it's going to separate. Is where it's going to be really, really tough to separate. But I think Ooh. the Suns have them projected for four wins, but I can easily go six. Um, you know, they've got a really good midfield group. Good to see Alana G making her debut as well, Kat. Um, we that, love that, her. She absolutely dominated the under-18s for Queensland. She is it, going to be a gun. Said it 12 months ago, Kat. She's a top five talent in the cop. So, yep. um, you know, missed, missed all of last year with the back injury. So she's going to be bloody phenomenal for them. Hope she stays fit. If she, if she stays fit and depending on what role she plays, I could, that could possibly see Gold Coast go up a, go up a, a place or two. Um in in ninth, I've got the GWS Giants. So Ooh. they're an interesting one. They're on the. I like I liked what they were doing towards the end of the season. There's a lot more emphasis on on the youngins coming through. Um, be interesting to see their forward line set up now without Cora. I think it's going to be a little bit more unpredictable, which makes it better for them. Hmm. Uh, we know Kevin Garnett Miller, our, our, one of our favourites, very very good, um, very very good towards the back end of the last year. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing Izzy Huntington get back in. Whether or not she's Fit or not, I think there were reports that she wasn't fit. Uh, I think it was about a week ago, or a week or two ago. Um, whether or not she can get games in, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, and good to see Beso back uh, fit and firing as well too, Cat. Oh, Beso is going to be a great um, addition back into the midfield. I think it gives them so much more to work with and means that Elise Parker isn't going to be uh, take on the rest of the league this year for a change. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good news for the Giants there. <laughs> uh, interesting teams, I guess we've all rated a little bit differently here, boys. Um, Gold Coast is one um, that I'm interested here, Miller. I, I got them 13th. Doc, you said you had them pushing 10th, and I think you had them around that same range as I did, Miller, as well. Yeah, I had them 12th. 12th. Um, it, it's interesting oh, sorry, because 11th. 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 Uh, so I've rated them the lowest out of everyone. Yeah. Um, they, were, they finished 9th last year. <laughs> 
Um, I, I expect a little bit of a slide here. It's only one win less I've given them, but really um, it's going to be more competitive around them. And uh, me and Doc have spoken a fair bit about it off there, Miller, but um, I just worry about the, the depth in this group. I think they've got some good players along every line, but I look at the forward line and I think who's kicking goals um, outside of Tara Bohana. Uh, the midfield's great, obviously, but Ellie Hampson out is a, is a big loss. Um, I just don't know if they've got the, the firepower and then the defensive depth as well to um, face up against teams. The, the Brisbane put 60 points past them in the bracket game. It's, it's clearly not great science. I think the big thing will be how they've sort of developed more than anything, Doc, and how much this group has... Because the, the, the ceilings on a lot of the, the Suns players, I think, is really high. It's just a matter of how much they can if you want to even call it an off-season because the, <laughs> the AFLW period that they've had off because they're right back into it again. But you know what I mean? I just think that how much better are they going to be, which I think is the big sort of intangible of the Suns more than anything. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting uh, facet of the ground, isn't it, Kat, mm. their forward line structure? Mm. Because we know the Bahana Express is going to continue <laughs> chugging along. Uh, it, it's going to be dependent on players like Kalinda Howarth, what role she plays, because we know she can play forward and back. Uh, we saw Ashanti Bush late in the season last year. Uh, she had two ripper goals against the Giants. One of them actually she's, one goal of the year. She's got um, a bit about her. <laughs> a bit of goal now. What, what, what are we dubbing the uh, Jack DePay uh, tour this year, Cat? Was there, <laughs> was there a redemption tour last year? What, what, what is it now, AA tour? Or yeah, the, I, think, um, I think it's the, the Jack DePay world domination tour. World domination tour. Year. We got the goat no. tour and the uh, the world domination tour. Uh, we're all we're all about the tours in the AFLW at the moment. So that's uh, that's something to keep an ear out for uh, as as the season <laughs> progresses. We know that we know the midfield stock Miller. You know we know it's Chaz's rope. Uh, we know it's Chaz's uh, midfield. You know Ali Drennan. Uh, what role Alana G is going to play is going to be interesting. And Stano's playing a bit more uh, half forward. Jamie Stanton. Yeah. Um, what sort of you know. Where do you see this midfield heading uh, this year? Well, I think, as you said, the talent is, you know, really, really good. So I think that there's no questions about that. I think, as you both said, that the, the the worry is particularly the offense. I think how they structure their forward line around the uh, the express train, but also how <laughs> how they defend Cat. I would be interested to see what type of what type of setups they go with in terms of are they going to actually have the midfielders push back because it's one thing that I think the Suns are really going to need is defensive, a good team defense more than anything. Mm, yeah, I, I, that's that's just my worry, and we saw it in the the Brisbane game. They were walking past them like they were bloody training cones at times. Um, the Suns, so there's a lot needs to be done there. Um, but let's have a look, boys. Top eight. Uh, some interesting teams have been left out of the bottom ten, so I'm interested to see where they end up in our top eight. So I'll go off first, boys, and. Um, probably my, my biggest riser of this season. I've got the Giants back into finals here, gentlemen. Oh. Um, I think they're going to finish in eighth. I really like what I've seen from them so far in the preseason. I think, um, like you were saying before, Doc, what are we going to see from them in a, a forward line without Corus Thornton? I think they've managed to figure it out at least a little bit, and that was uh, even without Georgia Garnett in the Pracky games too. So um, plenty to work on, plenty to like for the Giants coming to this season. Um, Richmond I've got in seventh. I don't think they'll be able to quite replicate um, top four again this year, but I still think they're a finals team. Uh, Adelaide sixth. I think they'll slide a little bit, but they've still got the quality um, within the squad to make finals. Collingwood fifth. Um, once again, I still think they're a team that's going to be just good enough. I, I do have question marks over how they're going to find scores, but 
that midfield with David Benucci back in is just too hard to ignore. Um, at the moment, Tani White coming over as well. She's going to be a great addition in that group too. Um, I've got Geelong making the top four, boys. Me and you, very, very things wow. here on Geelong, Miller. Um, but I love their run. They've got the, the all the games they want to play at home, they've got. I think they've got very, very winnable matches. Um, I could very easily see them cracking into the top four this year. And then top three, Brisbane, I've got finishing third. They're still bloody quality even without Batesy in there. Uh, midfield's going to be just as good as ever. Melbourne in second. Literally nothing has changed except Daisy retiring, so they're going to be absolutely unreal once again. And North Melbourne boys, take the cake for me at the oh. moment. I've got them finishing top of the ladder, um, and they are probably my tip for... Oh, I'm going to say Melbourne are going to go back-to-back, but I think they'll be playing North in the grand final. Jeez. That's a juicy ladder. I like that, Cat. Oh, I'm, I'm high on the Cats. I'm very, very high on the Cats, Miller. I'm interested um, how you've shaped up the top eight here because you haven't even got them in there. <laughs> well, in eighth position, I've got the exact same as you. I've got the Giants. As you said, I like what they did with their preseason. They look, they look really dynamic. I think that this is a team that has a really high ceiling in particular. A lot of players that I think you could have really big, <coughs> excuse me, improved individual seasons, which will lead to a, a good reflection on the ladder in eighth. In seventh, I've got uh, my mob, the Tigers. Look, I, I think that, as you said, the midfield stack. The big thing will be if we can kick a bloody goal would be nice. Uh, worried about the uh, the forward get-up at the moment. Uh, in sixth, I've got the Pies. I think that just the, the mentality of this group is my biggest thing. They're just a, a team that's ultimate professionals, know what needs to be done, and you, I feel like you can almost lock them in the eight already now. In fifth, I've got Frio boys now. They're my big bolter. I, I think the Dockers are a bit like Geelong in terms of I think if they can stay fit, they've got a lot of players that had down years last year, Frio, and I think that the likes – of mainly getting the defence is what we saw when Freo were at their best. Their team defence was the best thing about them. So if they can get that sort of lockdown again, I've got them pushing all the way up to fifth. In fourth, I've got the Lions. I think that oh, – I don't know what more could be said about this group. They're bloody fantastic. They're another group like Collingwood. You can just feel like they're unlocking the eight. Crom FC, they've got to be in there. They're third. They've had it. They're going to be very good again. In second, I've got the D's and like Cat in first. I've got North Melbourne, and I tell you what, they're, they're a team that I feel like they just tease us every year a little bit more, boys. And I think they're going to stop teasing and showing us how bloody good they can be as a, as a whole team. So that's my top yeah. eight. For- this is the season for North Melbourne. Um, I think a lot of people are recognising it. I saw what they did to us. Uh, in that cracky game firsthand, and they embarrassed the Bulldogs even more. Um, that I, t- I, t- I turned, I turned that game off after halftime, Cat. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to see any more of Jasmine Garner doing what she liked. Uh, uh, what have you got in your top out here, Doc? Um, so, uh, without any bias, I've got my team in the eight. I still, <laughs> I think um, all bases are all practically covered, really. I mean, we've got, a, we've got one of the best rucks in the comp. We've got... You know, we've got key targets. You know, Gabby's going to have a good year, I think. Um, Celine's going to, I think, with a, an extra year under their belts, we think, I think Gabby and Celine are going to be great uh, key forwards for us. Um, and the midfield's pretty good too. I'm looking forward to seeing Jess Fitzgerald uh, just completely bulldoze through everything in her path. <laughs> uh, just after having a pregame snooze, Kat, um, which we love that very much from her. Um, I've got the Crom in seventh. Um, I think. The, the departure of Ashley Saint's going to do a little bit towards their forward line. It might take them a couple of weeks to get themselves going again, but they're going to be thereabouts again. They're, they're, they're the Adelaide Crows. They've got the best. They've got two of the best midfielders in the comp in there. Um, 
how how they combat Sarah Allen uh, in in the defence. He she's out for um two months with a big with a big hamstring cat. So she's a a, a critical part to their defence. Very very uh a very very big blow. Um, I've got Richmond in sixth. Uh, a bit like you, Melo. I'm a bit concerned about their forward line stri- uh, setup. We know Grice is a good player, but you know, can she turn up every week? Um, and Katie Brennan's another one who can be a bit sporadic as well. You know, in terms of her fitness and form, so you know that's something to to keep an eye out. But a lot of the a lot of the other bases around the ground are covered. You know, Gab Seymour's an elite ruck. You know, you have got great midfield setup defensively. Defensively very sound. Um, just don't give Beck Miller the ball. Um, I've I've got I've got Geelong in fifth. Um, very very unlucky not to make the top four because they can just as easily get in there with the amount of talent that's mm. on their on, on their list. Um, they they look very settled in their forward line last year with Chloe Shear and Shelley Scott. Um, do not play Shelley Scott as a halfback flanker ever again. Um, please, please. They've always been a defensively good team, and they've got great midfield. And I think Aaron Hoare is going to be one to watch this year. Cat, we know they've always we know they've struggled with a with a really good ruck the last couple of years. We know Fuller likes to try, but she's not you know a big hit out getter. Um, I think she's more of a second second up option, and that's going to be good for them. It gives them a bit more, a bit more stability around the ground. Um, I've got Collingwood in the top four. Uh, Pending the fitness on Bree Davy and, and Britt Benici. Yeah, um, that, that did, a, did a hammy preseason as well, didn't she? Did she? I, I uh, think it was. <laughs> I, 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 was I was more so going on about the um, the hamstring injuries they've. Uh, uh, sorry, not the, the the knee injuries they've had. Yeah, um, as far as I know, Davy played the first pracky even the match sim, and then she pulled out later the second one with. A, I think yeah. it was just a just a light strain or something. I don't think it was anything too major, but I've, I've you know, have to bloody teams will be interesting. If I have to bloody change my uh, midfield setup again, I'll be very <laughs> very angry. Um, having said that, you know I. I still think Colin would have the, the score the score power up there. Eliza James going to have an AA year, I think. Um, looking forward to seeing that. We've got the D's in third. Um, not much will change, as you said, Cat. I mean, the only the only key difference is I think uh, seeing Eliza McNamara back in the team now. Yes. Um, after spending most of the year out with a, a spinal injury. Um, horrible, horrible stuff. Yeah, that, that's um, that's dizzy stuff. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, she she she's a great player, great addition to Melbourne. Um, looking forward to seeing all the gang go back, go back, and hopefully going back to back. Um, I've got Brisbane in second, uh, even with the losses of uh, someone who's just won the uh, the goal kicking award, someone who in the last twelve months has won a best and fairest, and also Greta Bodie. Three three players that are easily in the top ten at Brisbane last year. I still think they've got the trips to ma- to really make things work mm. and. Might take them. Might take them a couple of couple of weeks to get it all sorted. But I think they've got a very favourable draw, which yeah. means, lucky boys, I've got North Melbourne in first. And I think it goes without saying, having watched them dismantle my team in the practice match, uh, <laughs> I think Kate Sheilaw's the missing piece. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at you look at that forward line. We know Talia Randall's a great player. Um, we know, you know, Emma King's a good sort of second up ruck option. And now you've got the addition of Kate Sheilaw, who can go up and back, who's got that aerobic capacity, can clunk grabs, can be very mobile at ground level. She's almost a complete package, just exactly what they need in this North Melbourne team. Everything yeah, else okay. everything else is, um, you know, loaded. 
Absolutely. Well, a couple of my mates are North supporters, and they said for years, I uh, wish we could have two Emma Kings, so we can put one in the ruck and one up forward. Well, they got Kate Sheeler in, so they kind of do have two Emma Kings now <laughs> in that team. Um, it, it really is, Docker. I think, you know, one player doesn't make a, a team necessarily, but um, it almost kind of reminds me, Miller, of, of getting Tom Lynch into Richmond when he did, you know, just that one extra piece to add on. Mm. Jack Rewalt was doing just fine in the, the forward line by himself. Um, you can say the same about Talia Randall kicking aside, um, but now they've just got that complete extra level. And when you've got the likes of Riddell and, and Garner and Bruton and everyone else that's in that bloody midfield kicking it to you, um, I think they're going to be hard to stop in the air. I think they're going to be the pocket knife this year, Kat. They're going to be all the little tools North Melbourne are springing off them. They've got the bottle opener. They've got the little pocket knife to cut open the mail. They've got everything. They're going to have – they're going to be, I think – the teams at the top four, I think we all uh, are going to be obviously elite, but I think that they've just got something, as you said, that's going to set them apart, I think. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're an interesting team. And um, a couple of other teams, Doc, I know Collingwood, we've all rated pretty high once again this year. Um, the forward structure is still a question mark for me. Colin Malloy was their second highest goal scorer last year, kicked six. She's off now. Um, no one else other than Eliza James kicked more than two. Uh, bit worrying in my eyes. Yeah, and I'm also a little concerned about their ruck options as well. Mm. I mean, towards the end of the season, we saw Imogen Barnett play there, and you well, know, she, she, she did pretty well in it. She she was good, but she, you know, prior to her being drafted, she was the league leading goal scorer in the VFLW. So, you know, what is what is Steve Simons doing, Cat? Uh, <laughs> um, but you know. There's still question marks about how Frederick plays. I think personally she's better when she's around the ball and around the midfield, but you know, I'm not sure about her sort of ability to run out games. Um, mm. Having Ash Brazel, she played a little bit of forward over the last couple of years, you know, when she's not playing net ball. So that's a, that's an option, I suppose. Um, you know, Grace Campbell can be a, a great pressure forward. We saw that at North Melbourne. Um, she, she can apply pressure, great tackler as well. So, that's an option. Nell Morris-Dalton as well coming across from the Western Bulldogs is uh, is another target that I think they'll set, them, set themselves up for a good year. She was uh, caught behind a little bit behind uh, Gabs and uh, Celine last year, at the, at, last year at the Dogs. So all eyes on that. And, um, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of targets to kick to. But, yeah, sort of it just feels like, you know, it's unproven at the moment. But, you know, there'll be plenty of time for Simons to, to, to weave his magic. He's usually pretty good with this sort of stuff. He is. He is. The man knows what he's doing. Um, let's talk predictions for the season ahead, boys. Obviously, we're given the, the ladders now, but there's plenty more things to look at. Um, first and foremost, the, the, the well, actually, you know, we might close off with the flag. Let's go with the individual awards first, boys, because um, there's some big names flying around the league this year. And, um, best and fairest, Miller. We've seen a few bloody oh. good players. Ellie Anderson, we've talked about her for years on this podcast. Great to see she finally got her flowers last season. But who's going to be taking it out this year? Oh, can it be a tie between about 10 players? Because there's that many elite players in the, that could be fighting for this medal. I mean, look, we talk about North and their players, but Jazzy Gardner, I still think, is completely... Underrated somehow. I feel I don't know how I can be saying it, but she just needs more. Well, credit. the umpires seem to bloody think so. Well, they're, they're not watching the game. <laughs> they're, they're clueless um, <laughs> because she. I mean, I feel like that she's just got a lot of a lot of games that where she literally pulls North Melbourne over the line. I remember countless reviews that and previews that we did 
you know, last year talking about Jazzy and I think that she was probably she's probably my number one option. I also think Parker from the Giants. I think she at least Parker's gonna have a, a massive year. I think as as me and you said, Kat, I think if the Giants really pushed for the eight, um, and potentially higher, then she's gonna get a lot more credit, I think, than what, what people have previously given her. So those are probably my two current takes. I just before you go, Cat. I think if Elise Parker, we know she's a great contested midfielder, great disposal gatherer. If she can get herself into the zero point six zero point seven goal average yeah, per game, right. yep. then the then the best and fairest medal <laughs> is almost as good as hers. Yep, I like I'm inclined that. to agree. Um, she, jeez, oh, Elise Parker. Look, I want to say Jazzy Garner as well. I don't want to be boring, but I feel like I say every other season. It's so hard. Like, I look across the league and you think it, the Crows, Hatchard and Marinoff always taking votes off each other. Mm. Um, I just really don't think they can, um, either one of them can win it while the other one's still sticking around. Um, maybe for maybe Batesy could, could possibly as well, given that um, she's going to be the, the number one mid over at the Hawks. Less attention, I think, or more attention of anything on her now that she's moved across. Um, I, I could see her getting it done. I don't know. I'm going to say Jazzy just because I think she's she's just a star. And the Umps have got to bloody recognise her this year. They've got to. They Please. must. Please. I, you know what? I'm so sick of the disrespect Jasmine Garner is getting, not just from the umpires, but from all the other media boffins in the competition. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you saw Sarah Black's top 30, but I think she had Jasmine Garner at three. What? You know, not even, the, not even the top two players of the competition. She had Mon Conti at one, which, look, when you think when you think of it, yeah, she's okay, great player. Um, but uh, and and she actually hit the scoreboard a fair bit as well. I think multiple times, you know, in, mm. in a game in games too. So, you know, she's quite a prolific player, and it's great to see her now with the midfield support around her. Jazzy Garner was going to be my official pick as well because honestly, she's just a dead set gun. Every time she gets the ball, you know, she just wills it on. It just feels like. Just feels impactful every time she gets a contested ball and, and, and gets it forward and also a proven goal scorer. I mean, geez, she's averaged about you know over a goal per game still as a midfielder. She's um, crazy. She's crazy. Uh, I'd like to throw this one out as a little bit of a left field curveball, but I think Charlie Rowbottom could win it for the Gold Coast. Oh, Chaz, that is naughty dog. That is that is not bad. Yeah, no, look, I love I love Ali Drennan, but I think uh, it's time for her to sort of step aside and let Chaz do all the uh, all, all the grunt work and let and have Ali at the back getting the uh, getting the loose balls and getting it going. Jeez, so, what's that if, if she can push forward and kick some goals this year, Chaz, I think that goes a long way to her standing in the votes as well. Jeez, I like that call, Doc. That is very very nice. Um, leading goal kicker, boys. Um, I'm going to go with Kate Sheila. I've said it. Um, already that she's going to change this North Melbourne forward line. She's going to be getting some of the best delivery in the league for the whole season. Uh, she's going to kick goals. Um, so you're, you're my Kate. That's a good shout. I was going to copy that, Kat, but considering you said it, I think Taylor Harris, boys, I feel like she's just been teetering and I think that she might have a big year if it's not it's not Kate, but oh gosh! As long as Mitch uh, gets her out of the bloody ruck, oh please, don't put her in there. Get her forward. Jeez, <laughs> um, oh, not a bad shout. I was thinking about Eden Zanker. Um, Zanker at, at, at Melbourne, um, very very good player. I think she I think she kicked a lot of her goals towards the second half of the season when she stopped playing midfield and playing and played as a as a key forward target. Um, I'm gonna I'm again I'm gonna I'm gonna think left field a little bit. 
I'm going to go Chelsea Randall for Adelaide. Ooh. Um, oh, it will definitely be more of a focal point this year, Doc. Absolutely. It's it's sort of how you sort of, you know, negotiate how they go go about with, with Ashley Saint not in the team anymore is going to be mm. going to be interesting. We know we, we know we flattered the, uh, the idea of uh, Caitlin Gould off her a fair bit. Miller as a as more of a permanent forward. She loves the snag, yes. but we but we also saw Chelsea Randall play more as a centre half forward last year as well. So maybe that's maybe that's a way to go. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I do also like the idea of Chloe Shear winning it all as well. I mean. <laughs> She gets enough midfield supply uh, down yeah. down there enough, and she and she gets enough one on ones. Gee, she wins about seventy percent of those. So, um, I'm, I'm I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets close this year. Jeez, I like that doc. That is very very good. We know she's she's a very explosive forward, Chloe Shear, and she had some games where she absolutely took over the league at times last year. So, I don't mind it. I'm interested to hear this one, boys. The rising star. Uh, now I'm I'm gonna say I've been I've been high on this young lady basically all preseason all of last year before she was even drafted I was saying watch out for this kid she's gonna be a star so I'm getting on board her this year Sally Goldsworthy boys oh. Oh. I saw her getting those midfield minutes in the practice games and I thought hang on wait a minute this kid is about to absolutely dominate the league this is what she was doing under 18 she was getting rotated through the middle getting 25 touches and then spending a quarter in the forward line and kicking four. Um, that is the genuine ceiling that this young lady has uh, in the AFLW. I, I just think you look at the, the talent across the Giants and um, she's going to be one of the, the ones that goes the furthest this year, I think. So, Zali, you go and get that medal, young lady. You deserve it. Oh, God. Oh, I think everyone's going to think I'm copywriting Kat's predictions. <laughs> I was going to pick her. Look, if I'm, if I'm to go, that's a great shout. If I was to go elsewhere, I think I like Hipwell from the Hawks, boys. I, I, oh, I liked what I saw cool. from her last year. I really think that she's got a lot of upside in a team that she's definitely going to get an opportunity. And you can just see only the six games, but she's really going to be, I think, one to watch for the future. So if I wasn't going to go Goldsworthy, I'd say I'd, I'd go Hipwell for sure. She's Lots of talk, it. Miller, about her spending a lot of time in the forward line this mm. year, yep. kicking some snags. That'd be Don't nice. It. I like it. I really like it. I tell you what, that forward <laughs> line's looking pretty good at the Giants at the moment. I mean, if you get if you're going to put Zali down there, we know Doyley's a good kick for goal too, Cat. <laughs> oh, Doyley. Um, you know, if Izzy's fit, you know mm. that, that 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 opens up a whole different can of worms at, at the Giants. Um, just sort of going through the um the rules and criteria because I'm I'm pretty sure they ch- they changed the uh the elig- eligibility uh criteria. So how it is um a, pl- a player must be under 21 years of age and played 10 or fewer games before the start of this season. So um I'm not quite sure what the past rules was, but I think that was the um that was what they tweaked it to. Yep. Um, I I, I did t- look. It'd be, it'd be a bit remiss of me to uh, not mention the uh, the goat tour. Um. <laughs> I think she's she's just had a you know maybe it's a maybe it's a season that's flown under the radar a little bit considering the fact that she's playing you know about seven thousand kilometers away in Western Australia but down um, in the mines doc d- down in the mines but no she's a she's an incredible player I mean she's uh, she's a, just a a player that can go so clean for a size at ground level a player that can go and hit the scoreboard it's almost almost like the next generation of Jazzy Garner Miller mm. just the way that she yes. goes about it you look for, I look forward to seeing her play in the next in the next uh, in the next 5 years or so um 
Just another one, Keely Skepper, I think, is going to be yes. one that's going to be a huge, huge shot because – You love the, the Skep, Doc. I'm a big fan of the Skep, and, and particularly last year when there were only about five or six players that continually put their head down for the Blues, she was one of them. And given that they've, you know, flipped over their, their side, there's going to be a very, very young midfield brigade down there as well, led by the likes of Mimi Hill, of course. But I think Keely Skep is going to be one that's going to see some significant minutes in the midfield. Yep. Um, and I think she'll uh, she'll thrive. She'll rise to the challenge. I like oh, that call, Doc. I do Big like that fan too. of that. Um, let's close out the individual predictions. Premiers, runners-up, gentlemen. Um, it's obviously given our ladders look. I think it's hard to go past Melbourne back-to-back in my eyes at the moment. The list is looking unbelievable. I think, you know, you've probably got one last push out of the likes of, of Paxi and Lauren Pierce. Um, the veterans in there, I think they do it this year. Um, and North Melbourne, I think surely they're going to be making them in the grand final. Oh, I, t- I tend to agree, Ken. Oh, I think North are going to be the, the premiers. I think that they're bloody – they're just too good. I just think that they're going to expand their bow, as I said, a bit more. But probably – I've got a feeling about either – I think Brisbane are going to be the runners-up. I think that they're going to have a, another strong season again and – just not going to be good enough because North are going to be too too much better. <laughs> I'm going to go North Melbourne to win the premiership as well. Bang. I th- I think they'll um yeah I I think last year they were very very close against the Melbourne side that did go on to win the to win the whole thing. I just yeah I, I think the inclusion of Kate Sheeler, as I said earlier I think that's the missing link. Mm. You know you, you go through the list you know you know line by line good solid defenders you know great midfield group. You know, Janet Bruton as well, that uh, was reported about about an hour ago. She's out for the first month as well, so that's a huge blow. Um, but they've still got midfield depth that can cover that. Good wingers, um, you know, forward, lines, forward line, they've got good smalls, good tools now. Um, literally all the bases are covered, and I think they've got good depth that, that can cover it as well. So North are going to be my premiers. As far as runners-up go, I think... Uh, I can see Melbourne there again. Yeah. Um. You know, I know they had them finishing, you know, uh, below Brisbane in second. Uh, but I think the uh, the D's are a bit more uh, battle hardened. They're a bit more sort of settled in their list. Um. I think they can go all the way again as well. But I think I'll have them just edging out against North Melbourne. Well, there we go. All right. Good calls, boys. And before we get to our tips for round one, can't believe we're saying that already, <laughs> but. I uh, want we'll to just take a look at maybe a few players that we think might be um, on the improve this year and for big seasons, might come out of the clouds and show what they're, they're made of, I guess, and uh, take the league by storm. Look, I'm going to kick us off, boys. We talked about it before. Um, Alana G at the Suns. I think she's got prime opportunity to come in, get serious midfield minutes, um, show why she deserves to be a starting midfielder, get in that rotation. There's a lot of opportunity, Doc, at the Suns this year. Um, I think she's one that absolutely could take it. Yeah, that's a really good shout too. I mean, look, we, as we said before, very, very highly rated player in her draft year was. Uh, I think was she. I think she. I think I had her rated as a top five prospect, and a lot of others uh, thought so as well. So, uh, it's a really good shout, and I'm looking forward to seeing her debut uh, this week. Uh, whether what role she plays is going to be, you know, we'll have to wait and find out. But if she's, oh, I can see her playing straight away in the guts alongside Chaz and alongside Ali Drennan. Also, Claudia Whitford as well, who was one of the, probably one of the more improved players for the Suns last year. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And if I have to go with one from um, from my mob as well, uh, Mia Bush Miller, 
I've been, oh, high, yes. I've been high on her since she uh, since yes. she got drafted, and she started uh, the cracky games up on the wing for us. Um, looks pretty natural there. She's got a bit of pace. Um, I don't know if she'll she'll stay there with Sophie Vanderbilt coming back in. Uh, she didn't play oh, cracky games as she had. <laughs> well, I know Doc's not her biggest fan, but um, I, I don't mind the look of her. I think she's she's got a decent little year out of it. I don't mind that. That's not a bad share from you at all, Kat. I like that. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of people, lot of people talking about Bush uh, uh, this this off season. Cat been you trading the house down. Can't love, can't love a Rangers girl, Doc. One of the locals oh, from down this way. Oh, of course not, Cat. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you looking at, Miller? Has to be a Rangers girl too. <laughs> has to be. Oh, look, there's a couple of ones. I, I think. Lucy McAvoy, I think fresh start at the Swans is one that I think she's going to yes. have a have a big year indeed. Um, Where did she play, Miller? I mean that that is the toughest question. Uh, Sydney needed about for her clone, I think. Uh, <laughs> one in the back line, one in the midfield, <laughs> one on the wing. Um, I think midfield for mine. You got to start. You got to start in midfield rotation. Yeah, I think she's just got that little bit more poison class. That, as I said, the the Swans last year were obviously doing a lot of of feeling out, seeing what what who was going to work where, and I think somebody established like her is going to be huge. Um, Another one as well, I reckon Lauren Lauren Butler. Um, I reckon she's due for a very big big year. I, I think that she's criminally underrated, but. I think a bigger year, more in terms of credit than anything. Um, yeah, I, I think should, should have gotten all Australian last year, Lauren Butler. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And then, I mean, I'm all about defenders this year. I think Ta- uh, Tony Evans as well. I mean, the the the, the Giants players are just jumping off the page, but I think that she she her, her ball use, particularly by foot, is something that I think stands out a lot more than what you see. When you actually watch a whole game and watching her play, you can really see her class. So those are probably a couple of my improvers for sure. Mm, well, Doc, really good, who have you really got good um, Well, starting from my mob, a couple of players that come to mind. The first one is it's good to see her back playing footy again, but Aurora Smith's a player that I've always been very, very high on. Um, you know, A player that you could possibly see her on a wing or across the midfield, half-forward line. Great work rate, great speed. You know, can cover the ground really, really well. I think there is a spot in the wing alongside Riley Wilcox that's, that's there for her. She stays fit, you know, keeps away from an ACL injury. She's going to play every game nearly – or nearly every game this year. Um, the other one as well, Sarah Hartwig, I think. Yes. Uh, saw, saw a little bit of her towards the uh, the, the end of last year playing as, a, playing as more of a forward. And I think when the more you saw of her, the more she looked like she was getting, you know, comfortable with – you know, where to lead, where to run, you know, where to receive the ball and just getting on the end of some scoring opportunities as well. You know, she was looking more and more confident towards the end of the season. So that's uh, that's th- those are my uh, picks from my own club. Um, as, if we go elsewhere, um, I'd like to see, I think Sophia Hurley was one that Ooh. I'd like. Yeah, she had that. She, she did that. She did have that game against Essendon where she nearly won it off her own boot, uh, Cat. <laughs> Oh, geez, um, that was a poor game from us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's probably why I've got you down at the bottom four. Um, but uh, I think she, you know it took her a little bit. It took, took her a little bit of time to get her going. But once she got going, she outlined all her traits and her her abilities to, that that really made her such a standout in her draft year as well. And 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 going to GWS. They still sort of have that issue around ruck, like who's their first ruck. Yep. There was a lot, lot, of, lot of talk about Fleur Davis um, 
as well at the uh, I think it was uh, I think it was twenty twenty I think it was the end of last year as well. Mm. Um, you know, she was a she was a Gold Coast Academy prospect. She uh, neglected to stay there. Went to went to New South Wales. Didn't play last year, but she's looked very very good in the um in the practice games. And I'm looking forward to seeing her cement that spot because as far as I'm concerned, that's still there for the taking. Yep. Yeah, like absolutely. That. Just on the the Giants as well, Docker, one that uh, maybe a lot of people haven't necessarily heard of, but um, I just saw a little spark uh, in this <laughs> in this player in the the Pracky games. Um, Tegan Germek, uh, she was a, a late pickup in the I think they picked her up in the supplementary um, drafts this year, but it's just something about her. She was started in the back line, but she's getting rotated through the midfield. And she's one seventy seven centimeters, but moves like she's about. Um, Elise Parker's size, so just one to watch. I don't know if she'll play every game this year, but just one I've got a feeling about. I don't know. I think she she's made her way into my fantasy team too. So uh, I'll tell you what, more she, more she, positive she things. Around one. She just wandered into the utility spot, did she? Cat? <laughs> I think she's my backline rookie. Actually, she snagged it. There you go. Um, so I can see how the teams line up come around. When I'm big on the Giants, boys. Like I said, finals. finals more positive things said about the Giants in his own team, I reckon. Doc, uh, not much. Yeah. Not much. Well, closet Giants supporter this year. Look, I must say, look. In, in the history we've, we've covered the women's footy in the podcast, we've all collectively kicked down the Giants quite a fair bit. So no, it's good <laughs> so to give them a little... They get some love. Yeah, yes. it's good. It's, yeah, and you know, I think a lot of it stemmed from Alan McConnell, Cat. Um... <laughs> oh, Doc. Oh, well, we can't repeat some of those things on air, I think. Uh, let's, let's crack into the tips for round one, boys. Um, nine huge games coming this weekend, and it all kicks off on Friday night. At Icon Park, I will be there watching Melbourne and Collingwood go head to head, and I think the D's will kick this season off nicely, boys. I'll say fifteen points. I don't think it'll be a, a blowout of a game, but um, D's will get the first one on the board. Yeah, I'm. I'm on similar lines, Cal. I'll go the D's by eleven. Yeah, I'm going to go the D's by twelve as well. Going to be a cracking game. It's great to see. Great to see this game first up. I yeah. think it's going to be. You know, I think we've been. Is subjected to a few snooze games in the uh, in the past. I mean, last year's was pretty good. I think it was what was it, Melbourne Adelaide. Yeah. Um, um, so that, that was pretty good. And this one's going to be a good one too. I'm going to go the D's by a couple of goals. Go D's. Uh, Saturday at Icon Park once again. Carlton and Gold Coast. This might be an interesting game, boys. See where these two teams are at. Um, I'm tipping the Suns because I'm probably not going to tip Carlton once this season. Um, so go Snus. <laughs> I'm also going to go to the Suns. I reckon uh, even at Icon Park, the Suns will flex their youth and their talent. Oh, I'm really tempted to go Carlton here. First game for the new coach. Um, we all know. We all know how. We all know how that works. Um, <laughs> I just want to see the Bahana Express go off, Doc. Yeah. Uh, also, as well. Snags. Also, as well, we I don't think we mentioned it, but Harriet Corner uh, making her return as mm. well. Um, that's going to be that's going to be really exciting to see. Um, just a you know a terrific player was cut down with a knee injury when she was you know fighting as a as an all Australian prospect as well Miller and yep. you know caught behind the uh, the likes of uh, Isla Sheeran and Rebecca Miller at, at Richmond uh, last season Miller good to see good to see her get a chance uh, at another club that needs a that probably needs a keep back as well to help uh, Lalawifi so yeah I like that. and a fresh start for her though which is as you said I think is more important for her confidence than anything I think it'll be good yeah. Um, pending teams, I'm going to go Carlton. Bang. There it is. Uh, Saturday, Arvo, we've got the first showdown, or Crumb. second showdown, sorry. Yeah, Crumb. 
Yeah, crumbling. <laughs> I think Port will do better than last year, but uh, yes, yeah, well, oh, well, 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 the bar's pretty low there, Cat. I mean, they were, they were virtually non-existent after quarter time. I was going to say the uh, mouse jumping over the mousetrap. That's how high the bar is. It's, uh, it's tiny. Um, uh, Geelong Ch- taking on Chelsea the- Randall kicks six. Cat oh, six. wins herself another plate, does she? Yep, she does. Go, go, Chelsea. Well, they, they better have a better bloody uh, medal this year for the oh, Get the plate in the bin. The plate was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Get the plate in the bin. Uh, Geelong oh. taking on the doggies at Kidinian Park. Uh, Cats here for mine, boys. Um, yeah, I'm going to hear Cats as well. If we're basing it on what we saw in the preseason, I'm not liking what I'm seeing for my team. Uh, if we lose by five goals, Berkey out, and I'm starting the motion. <laughs> uh, I'm getting the dogs. Uh, I'm getting Jeez. the dogs here. Yep. Oh, Miller. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on. Have some faith. Doesn't sound confident here. Have some faith. Look, I'll, I'll have some faith when we play Sydney at uh, round nine. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, Saturday night, closing out the Saturday games. Uh, we've gone from the glamorous uh, Marvel Stadium <laughs> down to uh, Frankston. Uh, so, great downgrade here from first season to second season. Hawthorne taking on the Dorms. Uh, geez, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of mighty have fallen situation there, cat. I mean, oh, geez, what what happened to that? I mean, let's get let's get it playing at Marvel Stadium. No one's gonna no one's gonna be using it this week. No, no. It definitely, definitely hasn't been the same push like there was last year. Unfortunately, Doc. So I think we're stuck down in the the lovely beaches of Frankston. Uh, and I'm going to say I hope we can win. Uh, I hope you can avoid the crime right down there. <laughs> Watch the tyres. Um, for Sparkers versus Bates, he's going to be must-watch football, boys. Uh, but go Dons. We've got to win round one. We've got to. Yeah, no, it's going to be a cracking game, isn't it, Cat? Um, and you've summed it up there. Bates v. Prisparkus. Um, I guess you summed it up there. Look after your tyres. <laughs> well, that, well, that too. Uh, that too. It's going to be um, a battle. That's where it's exciting. Yeah. Um, very interesting Very interesting to see uh, how, how it operates. I hope Joe Dernan doesn't play Cat for your sake. Oh, uh, she better not. She better not. Uh, Nat, Wood, Nat Wood seems to know her favourites already. Um <laughs> I'm going to go Essendon, uh, boys. Um, just, oh, I got a feeling about them. I was half tempted to pick Hawthorne, but I think the Bombers will get one in early. Surely. <sighs> I'm going the Dons and Georgia G. Cat, get to get around her. I reckon she's getting a big game. I want to see a, want to see an improved season from young Georgia G. Yeah. Is she is she going to play half back this year, Georgia G? Because I was reading reports about it um, whilst I've been on the on on the net at work. Uh, Doc, I can tell you for certain, I did not see her anywhere near a half back line in either of our games. So I don't know who's spewing shit, um, but that is false news. Oh, hello, Ro- hello, Robo. <laughs> false news. Okay, um, just uh, got got to usher off uh, Mark Robinson somewhere. Uh, Sunday kicking off uh, North and St Kilda. North. In- has he? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, be a rough introduction to all the Saints recruits. Uh, Jesse Wardlaw won't get anywhere near it. Um, <laughs> Look, if there's any area of the ground that might stand a chance, it's the, the midfield. Choppy in there. Tiana Smith coming back. Um, hopefully oh, for her good. first game in Yonks. Oh, how good is it going to be to see T back in? Get her in this team. Patricios hopefully in good form mm. after another preseason too. Um, but, yeah, North will do this <laughs> well and truly. Um, this should be a good game. A couple of good matches between these two last year. Brisbane and Richmond uh, in Springers, Brighton Homes Arena. Uh, I'll, yeah, say, I'll say the line. I'm, I'm a Simpsons house. Yeah, Simpsons house. <laughs> um, I think the lines will be too good for you girls, more, but hopefully an entertaining game. Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully a pumping. Uh, Brisbane. 
hopefully a bumping. Uh, uh, you just just want to see Caitlin Grizer get no touches. Look, I, I, um, I'd like to see us look dangerous on offense more than anything. I, I think – I don't know, Kat, you, you mentioned – pre-podcast, what the hell is Courtney Jones doing on the wing? I mean, uh, who, do I, who do I have to kick in the head to get her in a natural position? She is a dangerous forward. Please. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this notion of playing dangerous forwards higher up the ground, you know, as some sort of, you know, leeway. Well, it's, it's a quick way to get yourself sacked, Doc, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, maybe Ferguson's in cahoots with Luke Beveridge. Who knows? Um <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane. I'm going Brisbane. Brisbane. Uh, we got the Sydney Derby as well, boys. Swans taking on the Giants. Giants crush them by 60. Jeez. Oh. I don't know if it'll be that bad. A statement, I think, a statement win. I'll say Giants. I think the Swans have closed the gap a little bit. I think it'll be a statement win, but not by 10 goals. I think it'll be closer to six. Okay, yes, five goals, maybe. Five goals. Uh, be interesting to see where Chloe Malloy plays, you know, She's such a, you know, when fit, such a, you know, easily a top 10 player of the competition. But the problem is we haven't seen her fit in two years. No, no that is um, the big asterisk on her, I suppose. There's the big asterisk on her. <laughs> Where do you play her? Do you play her forward? Yeah. Midfield? Have to get forward. forward. Who the hell's going to kick think, a goal for this yeah, team? I think the Swans probably need a more forward. <laughs> Who the hell's going to kick a goal cap? <laughs> Well, well, well Privatelli and Brooke Lachlan kicked seven goals each last year, and that was with um, limited midfield I've just heard Alex Doherty say a positive word about <laughs> Becca Privatelli. The world must be upside down. <laughs> that wasn't a positive word. I'm just, <laughs> stating, the, the I'm just stating the fact. <laughs> I am relying the statistics. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just showing the facts here, Kat. Oh, <laughs> We're all going Giants. Any yeah, I suppose. Going to go the Giants. All right. Free on West. West Coast closing out the round at Frio Community Oval. Uh, Dockers for mine here, boys. I think before the preseason, I might have said the Eagles get the win. First time ever in the, the Western Derby. But um, Frio look a lot better under um, Webby. So I think the Dockers will be on back all right here. Is, yeah. is Antonio playing? Is she is she back? I would. I, yeah. I believe she's uh, she's. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I'm yeah, no, full season of Yeah, that, uh, important cog for them, Cat. I think one of the most underrated players in terms of their system, not just talent wise, but she's very good at football. Um, I'm yeah. going to <laughs> Good at football, as they say. Very good at football, Freo. Oh, I'm a bit like you, Cat. I was, I was like, I've been preaching it all, all you know, off season. You know, West Coast will have the list to beat Freo this year, but you know, you look at the practice games. I'm not quite sure now. Um, <laughs> You're right. You're right, Miller. You know they missed Epps last year. Um, very, very good along the wing and such a dangerous scoring option. You know when she pushes forward as well. So mm. that's going to be interesting. Also good to see uh, Turbo and and Haley Miller get full full pre seasons as well. They yes. struggled last year, um, and, and and I think it showed in their earlier games. But um, I think the Dockers. It'll be close. I, I think West Coast will really give them a push. They gave them a push last year, um, and that was very, very. And they were close to causing a great boil over, so I expect none of the same here. Yep, I like that. There you go. All right, the tips are in. Round one is just around the corner. Cannot wait, gentlemen. Um, As well, before we go, um, if you would like to join the A3 Fantasy League for AFLW, we've got the code up on the socials, I believe. It's in Doc's uh, YouTube video as well, selecting his team. But if you need it, UL84XS2A. 
You can join the Fantasy League through that. I don't know if anyone's going to bloody write it down from there. But... Yeah, I was going to say, make sure you write it down because we're not repeating that. <laughs> like well, I said, well, you, can, you can find it on the socials. It'll be well, on there. Well, We'll have it up on the socials in the next 24 hours. We need people in there because we've still got plenty of spots open. Absolutely. You can find the socials, A3Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A3Footy on Twitter and our email. You can email us anything you'd like for us to talk about during the AFLW season or the men's finals as well, A3Footy at gmail.com. Cannot wait for this AFLW season. So a huge one ahead once again. With all that said, thanks for joining us for our first AFLW episode of the season. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Stick with us for a huge AFLW season here on A3. Go the Dons. Go the Orange team. Go the AFLW.